Welcome to the Advice and Insights Podcast with David L. Bonson. Hello, welcome to this week's Advice and Insights Podcast. This is David Bonson, the Chief Investment Officer at the Bonson Group, and we have finished the month of February, and I just basically kind of want to chat a little bit today uh, because February was a very interesting month in the markets, and it's important to kind of break it down a little little bit, talk about what February did represent and what it didn't represent. There's a lot of kooky information and theories out there, and we do our best at the Bonson Group to avoid kooky and instead focus on that which is actionable and intelligent and and uh, hopefully uh, useful in one's understanding of the investment markets, how they can be applied to one's financial well-being. So we um, are gonna are gonna do a you know broader kind of quarterly breakdown when we get through March, but just to sort of give you an assessment for the month of February in isolation, a few a few things might be of interest to you. First of all, on a total return basis, so we're taking you know the price return and then adding the dividend yield for total return the S&P 500 was down 3.69% in the month of February which means it closed February still up on the year on a total return basis of 1.8%. The Dow a very similar situation a little bit worse on the month down 3.96 that's the with dividend factored back in for the month. On a price return basis only, it was down over 4%. And uh, that left the Dow up 1.69% uh, on the year. So uh, down 3 to 4% <clears throat> in both the Dow and the S&P is pretty brutal. And yet, uh, for a month, and yet so brutal that uh, the Dow isn't, and the S&P weren't even down on the year at the end of February. Um, I'm going to do my best, by the way, to not venture into the fact that on Thursday, March the 1st, the Dow dropped in 400 points, and so that changes a little bit of the math of things we're walking through right now. It was one point down almost 600 points behind one of the most moronic things that you could imagine from a policy standpoint, and that is the Trump administration's decision today to uh, to proceed with tariffs, protective tariffs, 25% punitive tax as steel or aluminum come into the country. And so that was the big factor behind the market drop today on Thursday. We'll see what happens on Friday, March the 2nd. But I uh, want to try to stay focused on February, but I can't stay focused on it with this elephant in the room. Are these import tariffs really that big of a deal? The answer is yes. They're horrific, unwise, ill-advised, bad policy, bad for markets, as they represent a higher input cost that either erodes at the company's profitability that are purchasing these, uh, these imported products, or more uh, really kind of part and parcel to that, I should say, is that it erodes... Um, the it, it damages the prices of the customers of those products for certainly that price input increase will get passed on obviously so it's it's something that we've been through historically many times it's never ended any differently 
Um, it's never been different. Tariffs hurt the people that they're supposedly there to help. And the reality is that, frankly, um, you always take a risk of retaliation, that the country you're putting a tariff on decides to do something back. And then you can't even necessarily measure the, um, the impact. So uh, we'll have to see how this thing plays out. And if cooler heads prevail and if they really do go forward, they announced the policy today, but the understanding is that it has not been executed, signed yet. So we'll, we'll, who knows? Who knows? But that's entirely a story, by the way, of just Thursday, March 1, about the tariffs. It had nothing to do with the price action in the month of February. I think we spent a little uh, adequate time in February talking about what was going on. At the beginning of the month, when markets finally did kind of fall out of bed, spent the rest of the month sort of bouncing around, trying to find its place, came up quite a bit off the bottoms. On the last day of the month, dropped another 400 points. We had had a 400-point rally earlier in the week, so... All things considered, uh, a couple bad days and one good day, and you still had the market down a little to end out the month. But, um, you know, the reality is that the S&P 500 had 15, one five consecutive positive months, which was the most in history. So I should say the most since we've been measuring such things. Um, and prior to that, the record had been 10 months. So, you know, it, to say that the S&P was due for a little... Uh, correction or at least some degree of negativity is is you know obvious but as far as the um, causation the uh, entire story of the month really centers around this idea that there may be inflationary pressures coming back into the economy that would obviously weigh on the profits and uh, weigh on the uh, attractiveness of the profits of equities and the causation or catalyst to this fear that maybe inflation was more present than people realized was the number that had come out from January regarding wage growth and and 2.9% year over year year wage growth really caused uh, markets to freak out that maybe some consumer out there is making 2.9% more than he was a year ago and he's going to go out and spend more money and then other businesses anticipating it are going to raise their prices and there's you end up getting this chain reaction. Um, and, and to the extent that there's healthier economy and businesses responding to higher demand are able to raise prices, uh, those are all kind of normal things that happen in economy, uh, pricing pressure down from competition, pricing pressure up from demand, and that tension point is where markets are made and there's nothing good nor bad about it. But the argument that it itself is inflationary stems from an inability to understand inflation. Inflation is a monetary phenomena, always and forever, where there is too much money in circulation, chasing too few goods. And we do not have an inflationary environment in that money supply growth has not taken off. It very well could in the future, but so far it is not. And you do not have too few goods and services. You have a lot of goods and services being made, being used because we mostly have a very robust economy. So around the different pressures that are taking place in the interest rate market, bond yields, uh, you, you have uh, inflation expectations that are being altered and forcing a repricing in equity assets. Um, our own theory is that there's probably a lower ceiling on how high interest rates can go than people realize. Uh, we don't know that for sure, but we do know that there are plenty of other pressures that are holding that 
bond yield in place to the extent that the market has finally said, look, deficits this much higher, economic growth moving. We think that the natural rate for a healthy bond yield is itself higher. Um, and on a 10-year basis, the Federal Reserve can't control it. It's market forces. We would say that that's a very good thing. Uh, we want bond yields going higher because it gives a more accurate and natural price of money. Um, but I think that there is certainly a large segment of society very used to, very accustomed to easy money and cheap credit. And so it's, it's not necessarily um, something we want to continue anyways. But the volatility gets increased while well, these things get resettled. And that's what I think we're dealing with. So we're going to kind of go around the horn with that for a little while, and we'll see how things play out into the future. Uh, but, you know, most sectors in the market were didn't have much of a place to hide. Technology was actually positive on the month. Financials did better than most. Um, but then you look under the hood as far as the worst performers, and it was the consumer staples, energy, and uh, telecom, and real estate uh, sectors all suffering largely as of interest rates, you know, going higher, repricing a lot of those dividend-heavy sectors. So very interesting month in, uh, in December. The 10-year bond yield moving um, pretty dramatically higher. Uh, it, it's not necessarily, um, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll hold that thought. Uh, oil prices did move down in the uh, month of February, but they were actually positive in the month of January enough to the point where they're still positive on the year. So, you know, you look around the risk assets, and they did behave somewhat differently from one another. Um, not dramatically, but there was definitely some disconnect between how much certain things went down. Most risk, asset, risk assets did go down, but some degree of disconnect in the relative ratings. Um, so we, we wait for the inflation data. We wait for the, these things to play out. We got a lot of stuff at much cheaper prices to the extent we were buying in February. Um, there, it could have been for a whole different reason. It could have been for no reason at all. And yeah, that was the, sort of the reason that prompted things to move to the downside February. Once that happened, you know, our belief is that we had a pretty dramatic uh, kind of panic attack. Um, and, and then things exacerbated from a technical condition. And, and the market's uh, weaknesses in its structure and its daily volume got exposed. And uh, fortunately, that didn't affect us or our clients, but it can always affect you if you're there, uh, you know, using technology to kind of, quote, unquote, play the market. Well, I don't recommend it. So that was what took place in the month of February. Um, any questions anyone has about, you know, their state of their portfolio, please email us at Bonson Group at... Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. I'm sorry. Bonson Group at HightowerAdvisors.com. Um, we are happy to answer questions you have about February, happy to answer questions you have about your portfolio going forward. But as far as the way things moved, um, you know, finally breaking a 15-month winning streak, still up 36% even after this correction. Since then, at one point, the markets had dropped 10% this month from their peak. Uh, closed down just only about five or six percent so different environment but um, we will remain to be uh, it will remain to be seen where we go from here and we do encourage you to reach out while we wait so thanks for your patience as we get through this i know it's a lot more boring to listen to me one-on-one -on -one 
than it is to when we bring a guest in. And next week, I'm very happy to announce I'm bringing my partner, Kimberly Davis, one of the partners here at the Bonson Group. We're going to talk all things Bonson Group. We're going to share some exciting plans happening with the company. She's going to tell you a little bit about her story. I'm going to tell you a little bit about why she's such a great partner for our firm. And so we'll hold you in suspense next week, Kimberly Davis, joining the Advice and Insights podcast. In the meantime, thank you for listening. We truly hope you got something out of it. And God bless. This has been Advice and Insights podcast. Please subscribe into your iTunes feed or whatever player of your choice. And please write us a review if it's a positive review. If you hate the podcast, you don't have to review it at all. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to our Advice and Insights podcast with David L. Bonson. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced here will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.